Jay Dellinger, who who lives in Tampa, and I uh, met at uh, one of the first uh, devotional Devo conventions in Cleveland. He had come up for that. And we both were interested in writing a book. We both had done some research, and we realized there's probably not room in this world for two Devo biographies. So we, <laughs> we joined forces, and, we, and um, yeah, so 20 years ago, we released uh, the, the first uh, f- uh, full biography of the band, um, who are from Akron. Um, that was mm-hmm. sort of the genesis of my interest in the band. Um, but it's been out of print for really most of that 20 years. Okay. And so for a long time, we've wanted to, to just to get it back into print. And we approached uh, the University of Akron Press. Um, I teach at the university, and they do a great job with books on all aspects of local history and culture. And so it was a really great fit. But we decided instead of just reissuing the book, why not um, completely reinvent it as – um, first of all, focusing on what I think is the most interesting part of their story, which is almost a decade of anonymous um, gestation, like growing this really broad kind of conceptual art idea that eventually became a rock band. Um, uh, but also the opportunity to add more than 80 never-before-seen photographs of the band and um, and to produce a, just a, a, a better-looking book than – we had done before, and so the result is this book that just came out last week, um, uh, coinciding with the 50th anniversary of Devo, uh, which was just commemorated with a big feature story in the New York Times last Sunday. So, so connect it to me. I always like to get in the titles of books. Yeah, the beginning was the end. So, talk about yeah. how you guys came up with this as the title. So, so as I mentioned, Devo, uh, the 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 band name Devo is short for Devolution. They used to, they originally were called the Devolution Band, and before they were really a rock band, it was this um, this broad concept that the that the founders of the band were fascinated with that humans are evolving in reverse, that we're moving backward as a as as a species, and they wrote manifestos about this. They did performance art kinds of things, visual art and music um, with lyrics that were sort of about that idea. And so it was this like completely non-commercial not and, and um, sort of um, weirdo intellectual idea that with, with all of these super smart artistic people involved, um, not anything like the MTV slick, Red flower pot wearing, uh, you know, hit making, yeah. uh, whip it producing band that most people are familiar with, and that started, you know, really like in at the at the end of the 1960s when um, the band members met on the campus of Kent State University. Hmm. With us is David Giffels in studio. His new book is called "The Beginning Was the End: Devo in Ohio." So, this book is this a chronological look? At the group, the personalities from the beginning to the end. How would you describe this book? Get in the cover. Yeah, story. exactly. It begins. It, it begins on the Kent State campus, and um, you know, as I said, when the when the early founders of the band met and started to exchange ideas and and play around with music and and art and so forth. Um, but it cha- it all changes on May fourth, nineteen seventy. Some of the members were friends with four of the students who were killed okay. um, by the National Guard that day. 
but all of them were galvanized um, as as humans and as artists by what they witnessed and experienced that that day. Um, Jerry Casale says it's very early in the book. Um, Jerry Casale is one of the founding members. Um, that that was the most Devo day in my life. And what he means is devolved. He, he was seeing um, evidence of this, this idea that we're, we're, not, we're not progressing in, as humanity. And so that kind of fueled them from being this just sort of loose college campus kind of messing around with stuff to become very serious politically and also how can we use art to make a statement uh, about the world. And so very soon they were joined by Mark Mothersbaugh, who was coming from a more musical background and and also a, a really fine visual artist. And, and he brought this new sort of musical flavor. And But still it was years where they were just um, misunderstood and ignored and um, just sort of playing in basements. Um, and it's not until the late 1970s that they really emerged as a as a true rock band and began their trajectory. So this book covers, you know, like as I said, almost a decade before anyone knew who they were, wh- which is the most fascinating part of their story. Well, and it all takes place right here, Akron, Kent, and Cleveland. Dave Giffel's with us, uh, co-author with Jay Dillinger, by the way, who David mentioned when they, they met at a, at a Devo gathering to say, Obviously, great passion, David, in, in putting this together with Devo. So I wanted to jump into your and in doing the interviews and the research and the study into this. There's a lot of areas where you probably step back and say, wow, that is something. But list a couple of things maybe inside the book that was most captivating to you, whether your interviews with the guys or you gathering something that said, wow, I got to step back and really dive into this part. Yeah. I mean, so much of this, you you know, I had been writing about Akron and and writing about Akron history and culture. And we're going to um, get into that, by the yeah, way, as the hour and so, and so the the argument that the book makes, if 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 you could call it an argument that that we open with in the introduction, is that maybe this could have happened anywhere, but but my argument is it it it, it only could have happened in Akron. And some of the reasons I, I mentioned the Kent State shootings, which which had a profound effect on on the members of the band, um, but also these are people who grew up with Gulardi on Friday night television, and um, anybody of a certain age around here knows Gulardi, the the schlocky B movie yeah. um, hosts, uh, but also anti authoritarian um, rebel figure who. Um, inspired all kinds of uh, young people to uh, undertake shenanigans, artistic and otherwise. Um, and so they got a lot of their sort of, hey, kids, let's put on a show kind of <laughs> spirit from Gilardi, who just would throw together his show every Friday and just go on the air. And, and you know, that was when there were only three things on TV on Friday night. So a huge audience was was watching and being influenced by Gilardi. Um But also Akron's... Uh, industrial backdrop. You know, this is the 1970s when Akron was filled with with factories, um, and so there's a lot of of factory imagery, of sort of working class imagery in Devo's presentation. You know, their 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 yellow jumpsuits are kind of their trademark. You know, second only to the red 
Energy Dome hats. And they got those jumpsuits at, at a local janitorial supply place, which was making them for, you know, for, for the for the factory workers, uh-huh. uh, okay. these yellow Tyvek jumpsuits that yeah. they would wear on stage. And um, in fact, we have in the book an image of a, a receipt from the, the Murdoch company where they bought these suits. Um, so there's the there's the industrial backdrop, but there's also the fact that Akron and I don't really mean this derisively, but it was it was a cultural wasteland in the sense that pre-internet, you know, places like Akron, it was very hard to get information about what was happening in the cultural centers. Like I remember being a teenager and being aware of this magazine called New York Rocker, which was about the New York rock scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would I, for some newsstand at Summit Mall carried it for just a short time and I found it it was like I had found this holy grail like I would read about like the bands that were happening underground in in New York and it was and then like the like two months later when I went back to get the next issue it wasn't there anymore so it was like that and so what happens you know if if you form a rock band in New York in in the early 1970s you pretty much have to go on stage right away there's no there aren't basements and garages and barns like there are in Northeast Ohio, and also everybody's aware of what everyone's doing. Well, you know, for better or for worse, Devo was completely ignored for years. And so they had time to develop completely this this whole concept, this whole, they were a very um, visual band in terms of their presentation and, and very aware of visuals. And so they they made a film, which, you know, this was before music videos existed. And mm-hmm. so they the, the first breakthrough they had was with this, film called The Truth About De-Evolution that they made in Akron. They they snuck into Goodyear and they shot scenes at the World of Goodyear Museum that used to be there. The McDonald's on East Market Street across from City Hospital, they had a boardroom in it because this was when, you know, the executives of the rubber companies needed a place to have meetings. So they would meet at McDonald's in a boardroom. <laughs> and so they used that to shoot one of the scenes. So they they took all of this stuff that was around in in a city that at, at the same time was starting to sort of lose its industrial. But Akron money. too, and, and you can jump in here, has a strong pop culture rock music background. And I think what yeah. you're trying to say is not a lot of people were talking about that. It was tough to get information on it. But now that you have a chance to go back and Google and look and all that yeah. stuff, a lot of great music and pop culture here in Akron. Yeah, Devo was at the center of yeah. what became known as the Akron Sound, yeah. which included these other bands that also got some level of notoriety and, and fame. Um, Tin Huey, The Waitresses, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders came out of that scene, um, The Bizarros, The Rubber City Rebels, all this whole yeah band. And they all came from that same thing. They, they had been playing music. They had the time to get good before anyone really paid any attention to them. They but they also were very ambitious. They they found clubs to play in when there were no clubs for original music at the time, mm-hmm. and they you know went out and got record contracts. You know, and they did the things that you have to do. But a lot of it was inspired by knowing they had to do it themselves. David, how many books? Six, seven. Uh, this is the eighth. This is the eighth book. Okay, good. So it's not six or seven. It's the eighth book. The new one is called The Beginning Was the End, the latest book on Devo in Ohio. So before we move on, because there's a couple of other things I want to touch on while you're with me in studios, you've had some time to research again and study and and talk to the guys. What are they all doing now from the Devo group? 
Yeah, so they were, um, you know, throughout the 80s, they were an active touring rock band Mm -hmm. producing albums on a regular basis. And they sort of um, started to pull away from that really when Mark Mothersbaugh, the the lead singer, um, got uh, a, a side gig to write the theme song and music for a new show called Pee Wee's Playhouse, which was Pee Wee Herman. And that uh, led to um, his... He's everywhere uh, now. Yeah, he he evolved away from Devo and into doing film and television and commercial work. And he has been thriving in that yeah. for all of the years since then. The band has continued and has had surges of, of renewed popularity over the years, including right now they're on what they're calling their, their farewell tour. Um is uh, in their 50th year. But uh-huh. um, Jerry Casale, the other main leader, did a lot of video production. He owns a winery now. Oh, okay. And he has done, he's actually done a number of wine events with, with restaurants and wholesalers here in Akron. Terrific. Um, so, uh, and and uh, most of the other surviving members um, all kind of work with Mark in his studio, Mutato Musica in Los Angeles. Um, do it working, doing that that soundtrack type work, and he's a really you know respected composer. Oh yeah, for sure. David Gipple's with us. So uh, as he mentioned, this is book number eight. One of the books that I loved uh, when I had David in studio, going back I think to the early two thousands, was All the Way Home, and this was renovating your house from your home. Correct. It was fabulous. Yeah. Book. My, my wife and I, I loved made it. the, the, uh, our first adult's decision was to buy a, <laughs> a condemned house in, uh, West Akron. I, a, a big old Tudor, uh, sort of almost mansion that was, had, um, six fireplaces and stained glass windows and a billiards room and a pond with a waterfall, all this grand, <laughs> stuff but also no working plumbing and no <laughs> safe electricity and huge holes and infested with raccoons and squirrels and bats and termites and um just complete wreckage and uh moved in a month later with uh, a one-year-old in the only safe room in the house uh, he was we sealed him in plastic and put him in one spot and started into this um this uh, sort of grand romantic <laughs> illusion that we could save it, and we've been we have been saving it ever since. Uh, it's it's a great it. book too. It's a so it's, the, yeah, but the book's it's about all, the first year in the house. Yeah, but it's about the first year too. But what I grab from it, it's also about life. And it's also about relationships. It's mm-hmm. I think everyone that reads that book and take a step back and say, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, I wanted to do that. It's it's really a I don't want to say a self-help book, but it's really a relationship life book when I look at it. Yeah, I mean it's about uh how how um the subtitle is building a family and a yeah. falling down yeah. It's about how a family becomes a family really because we it's were tremendous. um just beginning and and we thought we knew a lot and found out how how much we don't know and, <laughs> and went from there. And we're still together and we're still in the house. So. I remember my first couple of weeks here in Akron, going back over 25 years ago, uh, my then supervisor, Ed Esposito, when I walked through the door, he says to me, okay, you're kind of new to Akron. I know you're not new to radio, but you need to understand us here. And I said, okay, sounds good. Take this book and go home and read this this week and come back and you'll kind of understand the Akron area a little bit better. That book was called Wheels of Fortune, 
which you co-wrote with this book with the Akron Beacon Journal help on that side. Talk a little bit about that project. I still today, when I bring some new broadcasters into the company, I recommend them reading The Wheels of Fortune. It did paint the picture, physicality and the mentality of Akron itself. So talk about Wheels of Fortune. Yeah, well, thank you for recommending it. And thanks to Ed for recommending it to you. Um, yeah, well, that was, you know, that was at the end of the 1990s. And Dale Allen, who was the editor of the Beacon Journal at the time, um, had this grand idea that we should tell the entire hundred year history of the rubber industry in Akron, which is really the, the modern history of Akron. Um, and we should commit the entire resources of the newsroom to this for a year um, this would be unheard of now. This was sort of the end of, of the old era of right. newspaper journalism and the great entity the Beacon Journal still is, but what it was then, John S. Knight's paper. And so um, so all of the staff worked on it, the writers, the photographers, the, the editors, and, and the production people. Um, collectively, I was a young green reporter at the time and very fortunate to be paired with Steve Love, um, great columnist at the paper as sort of the lead writers. So our names are on the book, but it's very much the work of all of our colleagues in that newsroom. And so we did, we told this, we, we had at that time, this was, it was, it appeared as a year long Sunday series in the paper in 1997. And the book came out a year later. And so at that moment we had access to people in their nineties who were the very first people to work in those factories, mm. who, were, who were members of the families, that the, the Firestone, Cyberling, um, uh, O'Neill families who were still living. Um, just uh, this fascinating scope of research. And, and then just all of the regular people, you know, there was nobody um, in, the, in the 20th century who lived in Akron whose life was not in some way affected or um, directly attached to what the rubber industry was here. And so we were able to tell that and then um, release the book really just as that story was ending, just as the yeah. rubber companies were had one by one moved their headquarters away and been um, acquired by foreign owners. Goodyear, of course, being the exception and still here as, as sort of one of our cornerstones. Um, so, but also just personally, it, it had a profound effect on me um, as a lifelong Akronite, for just as as a, a citizen, to understand where I came from and who I was by way of my place and so forth, but also as a writer. I mean, I learned, you know, my, my early research on Devo all took place in working on that project and came to understand the, the influence of the industrial backdrop and that part of our history on how they presented themselves as a band, how they thought about making music and, and so forth. So it, and it's really kind of affected everything I've written or thought about since then. That's interesting. Uh, his new book is the beginning was the end Devo in Ohio. David Giffel's with us in studio wheels of fortune. We talked about all the way are all the books still in print. Can we still get the books? They are. The only one that wasn't in was the print old was, Devo. was the Devo book, and we've corrected that. So, <laughs> so we yeah, go to Amazon, so, I imagine. Yeah, any, your, your, uh, all the fine online retailers and um, mm-hmm. many local bookstores. By well. the way, if you want to see David again, Monday night, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to be downtown at the Akron Summit County Public Library, correct? 
Yeah, my co-author, um, Jade Dellinger, who lives in Florida, is coming up, and we are going to have the the big book launch event at the Akron Main Library, and I'm thankful for that. I've launched um, my last f- four books there with um, great relationships, and we'll be joined by your friend and mine, Bob yeah. Ethington, um, who's going to sort of moderate a conversation about all this with us he's um, the perfect person to have moderate that. yeah yeah bob's retired from the library but mm-hmm. we keep dragging him back in so <laughs> well um, he has the tin huey and the music yeah. background of that era he's absolutely perfect to moderate yeah. this conversation yeah we're really looking forward to what it. time does it begin Monday? so that's at seven o'clock at the <clears throat> at the akron main library and in the auditorium and doors open at six the next day we also have this um opportunity to be at the May 4th Visitor Center at Kent State oh, okay. um, at 3 p.m. Jade and I will be there um, talking specifically about the influence of Kent State University and the May 4th shootings on on the formation and history of this band. So we're doing two events. What time will that be? Tuesday? And that's 3 o'clock, three o'clock. Uh, yeah, in the May 4th Visitor Center. Okay, uh, reset button. Monday night, what time? Monday at 7 at the Akron Main Library. And will you be signing some books? We will. They will be books for sale at that event, and we will sign and meet and greet uh, anyone who wants to meet and greet. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and the book is also available on all uh, l- online booksellers. If you order it from the University of Akron's website uh university of akron press website um you can get a 30 percent discount using the code devo 30 um so go to university of akron press just google it and it'll take you to there